Hey, it's Avery Truffleman, host of Articles of Interest. And I've got to say, I've been a fan of KQED ever since I was a little kid, and I would come out to San Francisco to visit my grandma. It was just what we'd always turn on every time we got in the car, every time we were making dinner and turning on the radio. It was always KQED. And then over the years, I've become a massive fan of KQED podcasts because this is local reporting at its best. These are answers to questions you've always wanted to know, interviews with exciting, unusual voices, necessary journalism, all told with love and care and artistry. And did you know that a majority of KQED's funding actually comes from members? It's just people like you and me supporting the programs they love while also getting access to cool events, behind-the-scenes footage, and so much more. If you want to sign up and be a part of this amazing community, visit donate.kqed.org slash podcasts to become a member today. That's podcasts with an S. Thank you for listening, and thank you for your support. From KQED. 1960s San Francisco was home to some of the best music in the country. We had bands like The Grateful Dead, Quicksilver Messenger Service, and Santana. This music and more made the city the heart of the rock and roll revolution. And the place to hear them all jam was the Fillmore Auditorium. Welcome to the Fillmore, folks. The man behind the Fillmore was legendary music promoter Bill Graham. And while the great acts he booked were obviously a draw, there was something else that made his shows a little different. Oh, those apples! Yep, apples. I'm Jessica Placek, and this is Bay Curious. Today, we look into why one of the Bay Area's most famous music venues gives away free apples. Support for Bay Curious comes from Sierra Nevada Brewing Company. Committed to brewing things the right way since 1980, because when you're a family-run brewery, there's no other way to do it. Sierra Nevada Brewing Company. Still family-owned, operated, and argued over. And be sure to stay tuned through the end of the show so you can play our monthly trivia game for a chance to win some cool prizes. Hey there, this is Brittany Luce from NPR's It's Been a Minute. KQED's podcasts like The Bay, Bay Curious, Mind Shift, Right Nowish, and more all tell the stories of the Bay and beyond with reliable human-centered journalism. They aim to inspire, make you think, entertain, and expand your understanding of the place you call home. Here's how you can support podcasting at KQED. Showing your support is easy, and you can join Brittany in supporting KQED Podcast too at donate.kqed.org slash podcast. That's donate.kqed.org slash podcast. You know, of all the shows that I've been to and all the different venues, it's the only place that hands out fruit. Sandra Julian has been going to shows at the Fillmore since she moved to the Bay Area eight years ago. And she's always been confused by the apples. When you think of the Fillmore, you think of all of the old psychedelic art posters. And I'm just like, maybe that's when it started, but I don't know why. We sent reporter Ryan Levy to the Fillmore to learn more about the myth, the legend, the apples. This is Ryan's first time at the Fillmore, you guys. 
Bonnie Simmons is the executive director of the Bill Graham Memorial Foundation, and we're standing in the drafty hallway of the historic music venue. The walls are filled with framed pictures of the legendary musicians Graham brought into play over the years. One pill makes you larger, and one pill makes you small. He used to book very unusual opening acts. You might be coming to see the Jefferson Airplane, but the opening act would be Andrei Vazhnyshinsky, the Russian poet. But booking quirky opening acts wasn't the only unusual thing Graham, who died in 1991, did at his famous Fillmore shows. Of course, everybody remembers seeing the apples. They're the first thing you see when you come up from the box office. A faded brass wash tub overflowing with hundreds of red delicious apples. And there's a sign right to the left that says, have one or two. Baby, please don't go. Baby, please don't go. Baby, Simmons remembers seeing the apples when she went to shows at the Fillmore back in the 60s. But she says Graham never fully explained why he put them out. Some say that he wanted to give the broke hippies who came to his shows something nutritious to eat. Or that it was just an extension of his famous hospitality, his desire to make everyone feel at home at his shows. I mean, what he always used to say to us is, it's not necessarily about the meat and potatoes on the plate, it's about the parsley on the plate. You know, you always put that extra little something there to dress it up. But about a decade ago, Simmons stumbled on another possibility. One that took her back to Graham's childhood in Nazi Germany. He was put in a German orphanage at, when he was six and a half. Graham's single mother sent him away to try and keep him safe from the Nazis. But nowhere in Germany was safe for a young Jewish boy. I left Germany in 1939 as an exchange with a children's uh, orphanage in, in right outside of Paris in Chaumont. This is Graham in a 1974 interview with New York Public Media. We made our way to Marseille, and in Marseille, they put us on the cattle car to uh, Barcelona, from Barcelona to Madrid, Madrid to Lisbon, and Lisbon we, put, we were put on a freighter. With the help of the Red Cross, Graham and the other kids were eventually put on a boat set for the United States. Also on that boat was a boy named Ralph Moritz. He was with Bill from the time they were both put in the German orphanage, and they stayed together through the entire journey, eventually ending up at Ellis Island in New York. Bonnie Simmons met Moritz while researching Graham's childhood for a museum exhibit. And Moritz told her a story about one stop on that perilous journey through Europe that might explain the apples. There was great concern because there were a lot of German soldiers within that neighborhood, and they were afraid that the soldiers were going to find the kids. They had to stay inside almost constantly. They were locked in, scared, and they didn't have much to eat. After a few days there, Moritz said the older boys decided that they needed to go out and find more food. And Graham was eager to help. Bill would wake him up at midnight and make him climb out the window with him, and they would run down to the farmer down the road, and they'd steal apples. And they'd bring apples back in their shirts or however they could transport them and bring them back for all the kids in the house. To be clear, Graham himself never made this connection. And even his biographer doesn't put any stock in it. After all, Graham didn't talk much about his experience in the Holocaust. And he might not have even remembered stealing the apples. I have total amnesia for the okay. first uh, nine years of my life. I remember mm. nothing. But just maybe, somewhere deep inside, he always recognized the simple power an apple could have. Mm. 
God, that's like making me want to cry. <laughs> that's amazing. What an amazing story. Sandra Julian, our question asker, says this makes the Fillmore, a place she loves, even more meaningful. Now, like when I go to the Fillmore, I'm always going to think of this. Thanks to reporter Ryan Levy and to Sandra Julian for asking this week's question. Bay Curious is made in San Francisco at KQED. I'm Jessica Placzek. Hi, Bay Curious listeners. Are you ready to play May's trivia game? Every month, we read a question here at the end of our episode. You can give us your answers over at our website, kqed.org slash baycurious, or just click the link in the episode description. Out of the correct answers, we'll randomly choose one lucky winner to receive a cool prize package with Bay Curious swag and Sierra Nevada goodies. Okay, our question for the month is, the world's longest-running pillow-fighting contest was held from 1966 to 2006 in what Bay Area town? Our trivia quiz is made possible by Sierra Nevada Brewing Company. Good luck! Hi there, I'm Randa Dilfettah from ThruLine. If you're listening to this podcast, you know that KQED produces exceptional storytelling that keeps you informed, inspired, and entertained. Their podcasts cover issues from your neighborhood to the entire country and everything in between. Support this work today. You can help us continue to bring quality podcasts to your ears. Just head to donate.kqed.org slash podcast. That's donate.kqed.org slash podcast.